Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Sandy L. Yang. I hope you feel empowered by what we talked about today. Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Okay, so today's episode, I'm really excited about this one. My guest, Ilana Newman, is going to inspire you to create. Ilana is a copywriter. She specializes in ethical website copy. She writes blogs, websites, sales pages, and email sequences for women-owned businesses. Um, Okay, so like copywriting obviously is a huge part of marketing. If you have a business, authentic marketing is wildly important. And I'm sure you know this already. A part of that is finding your brand voice. Personally, like I used to find marketing to be just so extremely intimidating. I know I am not alone here. So if terms like marketing, copywriting, and brand voice are stressing you out a little bit, this conversation with Ilana is really, really going to help shift the way you feel about those things. Um, Marketing can be really fun when you do it authentically. And this episode provides some really helpful tips in how to do that. If you are not a business owner, this episode still is going to be very impactful because we talk about cultivating our creativity. Look, I kid you not, everyone is creative. And creativity is actually like very critical for our well-being. I personally felt very disconnected from my creativity for years. I just never saw myself as a creative person. Probably because I really sucked at our class in high school, but creativity comes in many different forms. It can be obviously things like making music or art, but being creative also applies in coming up with new ways of doing things, new ideas, thinking outside of the box. So reconnecting with my creativity has really helped me step up as a business owner. But not only that, we always talk about how we're like co-creating with the universe and creating our own reality. Creativity is actually like a muscle that you build. It's not like, oh, this person is creative and that person is not. Everybody is. I think you're going to find the tips we share in this episode to be extremely valuable and really, it will inspire you to create more. You can connect with Ilana on Instagram at Ilana Faye Creative and on her website, ilananewman.com. Everything will be linked in the show notes along with her copywriting offerings, which are incredible. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side. Elana, I'm so happy to have this conversation with you because copywriting 
um, amongst like my business owner friends, creator friends, this is something that really gets people. Um, so you're a copywriter. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I am a copywriter. I work mostly in the kind of kind of outdoor wellness spaces, which kind of includes sustainability, travel, um, outdoor recreation. Uh, yeah, all sorts of things. Um, and I write website copy. I write emails. I write blogs, um, sales pages, pretty much most things that a business owner would need um, that is made out of words. Um, I also absolutely love diving into brand voice, which is just how your business talks, which is not necessarily the same thing about as how you talk. Um, it can be the same, but it also can be different. And I think that's just so interesting. And being able to kind of spell that out for a business owner can also give them a lot of insight and help them, you know, write future things once I'm done working with them on that project. It can kind of, you know, everything from what kind of emojis do you use to um, what words do you not use in your business. Um, so yeah, I help business owners with all that. I work with, you know, one person, solopreneurs all the way up to, I've worked with um, multinational giant businesses also, <laughs> not which is not my preference. I really like working with um, women own small businesses primarily. Yeah, I love that. And in your bio, you mentioned you specialize in ethical website copy. First of all, when you explained to me what copy means, you said it's just writing, it's just words. And that just blew my mind. Yeah, so copywriting, the origins of copywriting, I guess, come from, you know, the days when a bunch of probably white men would sit around a table and come up with like advertising slogans and jingles and you Mad know <laughs> thing yeah exactly yeah it's um like that is where copywriting came from so any of those things you know when magazines used to have I mean not that they still don't have advertisements but um you know like the full page of writing that was all one advertisement I don't know if you can picture that but you know that was just copy copy is any sort of writing that's designed to sell something so writing with a sales angle um yeah so that's what copy is and then I am you know I wouldn't say I'm always perfect there's always things to learn but I would like to be a an ethical copywriter <laughs> I do my best <laughs> to write um using kind of these guidelines um and constantly learning about how to be better um, because copywriting really stemmed from this place originally using people's pain points. So that's kind of the terminology um, pain points. And literally, I mean, this is like all marketing terminology, like twisting the knife into the pain points. Um, <laughs> and, and that can look like a lot of different things, but usually it just looks like assumptions Um you're making an assumption about someone and, and especially I think in the wellness and like health, you know, exercise even, and, and, and similarly to what you do, I feel like this is super common and super important to be aware of because you're talking about people's deepest fears and you're taught and you're trying to help people get to a better place, but you can do that in a way that 
really sees them as a whole person, or you can do that in a way that kind of take it takes advantage of their body image or past, you know, mental health issues that really like you takes advantage of those and manipulates the things that people might be feeling about themselves, makes them feel guilty about things that they don't even need to feel guilty about. Or you can, the kind of the easiest way to shift that is to just tr turn any assumptions into questions. Um, and instead of saying, I have, I, I kind of have some examples, just, I don't know, like if you were, you know, advertising a, a program, like a kind of, you know, self-help program. And you said something, this is not perfect, but like your guilt is eating you up inside because in the past you've never been able to stick with something for that long. Um, and then someone who was reading that might be like, wait, should I feel guilty that I haven't ever stuck with something? Like, I didn't even realize I should feel guilty. And then they might start feeling guilty. And then you're just, you just. You're like guilt tripping them into buying your offer. Exactly. And yeah. Like a lot of um, business owners or um, people who want to be business owners, they really struggle with this because it's like, oh, I got to market my services and offerings, but like traditional marketing or like, I don't know, marketing just make people cringe sometimes. Exactly. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to guilt exactly. trip people. Like marketing is actually like, I don't know, it can be fun if you do it authentically. So I get what you're saying. Um, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly, I mean, I feel that too. And when I was kind of, I was, I, like I said earlier, I kind of came to copywriting from a journalism background. Um, so when I was like, and I love copywriting. I love working with businesses. I love telling these stories. I think it's just as interesting as telling a, you know, in-depth journalistic piece about something. I think it's, you get to use emotion and, you, and it's not, yeah, you still get to use that emotion. It's just seeing the person as a whole person instead of just their, their pain um, and making it a conversation. So that's kind of where the questions kind of come in. Um, but yeah, I guess when I came to marketing, when I started referring to myself as a copywriter, I was like, oh, I'm in marketing now. That feels so weird. And I don't even like, it's hard for me to market myself. So I totally understand that. Um, but I do think that there is this kind of new way of, of marketing that doesn't see it as that sees the whole person, that it's not this manipulative thing. It's not salesy. It doesn't have to be that way. If you're ev all of us, I mean, I think there's so many business owners out there that are doing amazing, amazing work and their work deserves to be marketed. It deserves to be seen by a lot of different people and they, like deserve to have all these amazing clients. And the only way you get that is if you actually talk about what you're doing. And yeah. it's not the a bad way that makes people feel seen, heard, and loved. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Seen as a whole person, all of their flaws, but also all of their beautiful parts. Um, and just that it's not a bad thing. All the things that you're like, it's not a bad thing. You have this thing that bothers you and you sometimes may feel guilty about and, you know, like, yeah, almost inspire them to see like, oh, we can fix this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But not yet. It's not taking advantage of those feelings. That's kind of how I see. And there's so many other ways you can, you know, write ethical copy. It's not using words, you know, word. Yeah, there's certain words, you know, like crazy or you know there's kind of words that you just don't need to use in your writing um or what like, are those words 
like okay let me see if I can think of any on top of my head like some ones I've seen recently are like binge watching like using like body language um like binging anything um or yeah like I think like crazy you know obviously there's word definitely words that we just would not say but I think that there's still some that are a little bit yeah I would just consider like is this some language rooted in body image or eating disorders um or is it ableist language obviously hopefully we're not using any sort of racist or <laughs> language but there are things that kind of just like slip through the cracks that people use normally um or phrases i'm I, and i and i know i'm guilty of it too so i so it's that's the process of just trying to always be learning um from other copywriters and other marketers and um and yeah and just you know when you know better then you can do better <laughs> so yeah yeah um i rarely ever see ad- ads on tv anymore but like these days um sometimes you go on amazon prime video and they have ads in oh like shows and movies and i'm like those are so bad just <laughs> bad it just just cringe <laughs> and i forgot how bad it could be um so I think, you know, people you work with are, you know, people who really want to do good. And I think your role as a copywriter um, is so, so just valuable because, again, it's so hard to market ourselves because, you know, when you're like doing something out of your comfort zone, it's very natural that your imposter syndrome come up like can I actually do this is this actually helpful for people so to work with someone you know like a like a someone who's not like directly involved in the business you know like an unbiased person I mean I haven't worked with a copywriter before but I was looking at your offerings um by like considering working with you I have to be so clear on what I have to offer and I can only imagine like working with you you're going to ask the direct questions like why is this valuable like why should people like listen to your podcast or why should people buy your product you know and especially like in the wellness industry just thinking about mushroom lattes there's so many brands cbd so many brands why should people buy your product Um, it really forces people to get clear on that yeah exactly and that's part of my job is making sure that there is that the that the offer is really optimized and sometimes that's work that I do with clients too is what can we do to make sure that this is actually what your ideal client wants and needs so that's kind of part of yeah I definitely will get direct (laughs) (laughs) it's like I need you to answer my question so I can do my job well, and I and I, I know exactly how that feels as a business owner too, because I am so opposed to answering my own direct questions about my offers. <laughs> like, oh, I gotta get really clear. You know, if I'm trying to write my own copy, I don't want to go through the process I would do with a client because oh, because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it forces you to get uncomfortable and to get super clear about things. Um, it forces you to acknowledge your own worth as a as a service provider yeah and get really clear about all the, you know if I'm gonna write in your 
voice, I need to know exactly how you talk and how you're, I mean, by you, I mean your business because you and your business don't necessarily have to talk the same way. Okay, Uh, elaborate on that. Well, I think that a lot of people, especially solopreneurs, do just talk their business does just talk how they do but especially if you if you start having more people writing or working for you you really have to get clear on what is who is my business and how do they communicate and kind of one of my favorite exercises to do this is to just you know write out five words that you would say describe your voice so it could be you know spunky uh, energetic, um, excited, direct, and um, funny, you know, that could be your brand voice. And it doesn't have to be you, but you, but, um, but you want to get clear, especially if other people are writing or, you know, working for you, because otherwise it will just start taking on everyone's voices who are, who are writing who are working on it. Let's say you had an assistant who was writing for you or you hire a copywriter, which a copywriter should be able to do all these things. Um, but if you hired a virtual assistant, that might not be their specialty. So they might just, you know, write how they write. Yeah, your audience is almost like confused. Like who am yeah. I buying from? Yeah, exactly. So getting, so it can be your voice, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and that's just, some, that's just a, something for you to decide. Um, yeah, so I like doing writing out those five different words and then spending some time actually writing like you just described and seeing if it's actually how you write or how you can write or if it's just this idea and you don't actually want your business to sound like that. Um, and then you can go back and edit the words. <laughs> it's not actually what you sound like. Um, yeah, totally. Um you talking about all of that, I am just thinking about how when I first started my email list or writing any sort of copy for my business, I didn't have, I didn't even know you could hire a copywriter. I didn't even know what copy really meant. Um, uh-huh. But I was like, okay, I just got to like write a caption or write this email. And I was so used to corporate emails and that was how I was writing and before that it was like college grad school essays I'll use Mm -hmm. things like consequently blah 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 you know just like language that sounded very serious and not very personable so I actually had to consciously shift out of that um so for solo solopreneurs like people who you know like work for themselves you know, it's probably them, maybe like a VA or whatever, their team is small. Um, How would you recommend people, like, where do they start in order to find their marketing slash brand voice? Yeah, I think that my number one thing is just to, it just takes time, you just have to write a lot. Um, And that doesn't all have to be published, you can just write one of my favorite tools that I've discovered recently that I love to use just kind of for my own creativity, but also just to write daily is this website called 750 words. Um, And that comes from this book called The Artist's Way and which talks about doing morning pages every day and morning pages are three pages um, 
of just free writing. It can be whatever you want uh, first thing in the morning, although I don't necessarily do it first thing in the morning, but three pages a day you're just writing. So 750words.com figured out that those three pages are about 750 words. So you can just type them into the website, stores it all. Um, and it gives you a little green check mark when you do it every day. It's like a little game. Um, so that's one of my favorite just resources right now to just, you know, free write. Like you're just, you could, I mean, I sometimes use it for work. You could write emails in there and then copy and paste them into your email uh, <laughs> software. I, sometimes it's just so much easier to have a non-blank page where it feels like the pressure's off to just write. Um, so I, that's one of my favorite suggestions for figuring out what your voice sounds like. But also I was going to say in response to, yeah, you know, when you come, when you're writing in that essay language or um, one of the biggest things I learned was that most people won't read paragraphs that are more than two to three sentences long. Oh, okay. That's very important. So, you know, those giant, you know, half page paragraphs that you wrote in college or, or when you're writing essays or research papers, they are gone, like two to three sentences. That's it. Sometimes I will write a one sentence paragraph. Like they are so short. We just do not have the attention span to read that. Um, and similarly with sentences, I used to write these long run on sentences with lots of commas um, and lots of flowery language. And although I love writing that, sometimes I've totally shifted. I write, you know, super short sentences. I'll start my sentences with an and or a but or a so, because that's how people talk. Yeah. Um, and that's how you should be writing. You should be writing how you talk. So instead of, you know, yeah, the super formal language. And it's not like that's not, not okay sometimes. And if you're writing for, if you if you worked in, you know, if you were writing corporate emails, that, that would be how you would write. But if you're writing, if you're trying to engage people and show your personality, that's probably not how you're going to write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, so like everyone knows that English is my second language. And you know how they're like, several ways to say the same thing um you can yeah. do like um just like very active direct like simple sentences like i did this thing yesterday or i was doing xyz yesterday or i have been dot 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 dot, dot. i used to choose the most like sophisticated the longest way of writing one thing and like as i step into the role of business owner creating my own copy I guess I was like oh that actually is very passive and I actually want to write the way I speak to my friends instead yeah. of trying to impress someone by being sophisticated yeah and grammar kind of goes out the window you you don't have to have perfect grammar when you're writing copy for your business it's more about the emotion and the flow than it is about absolutely perfect grammar I'll I'll pro I'll usually start with more, you know, I guess per like perfect, but then you know switch it up from there when it feels too. Um, yeah, I would I mean, be like, why am I being like, so serious? Yeah, why are we need? Why do we need to be so serious? Why do we? You don't even need full sentences. Like that is not important. Um, it's more important to yeah have that emotion and have that flow. Talk about tapping into that emotion. Mm. Um, I think that that 
motion kind of is diff that's part of kind of building that brand voice um and it's something you can get super actually nerdy about um but it's not really that important if you're just kind of writing for yourself and but i i think that finding that can just come from again writing a lot and writing not something that you think someone's going to read it's writing you know every thought you have in your head <laughs> and, okay yeah yeah and then, i really like the recommendation of just practice writing a lot i'm definitely going to try the 750words.com um cuz i mean i tell my you know business owner clients this and i also need to reinforce this to myself when you have an idea you're really excited you know ideas about a program or a post or an email or a message but like when you actually come down to writing it it becomes like this whole thing am i making sense is this too complicated am i explaining myself clearly like you kind of get into your head right and you start like overthinking your writing and then yeah. it's too long for your instagram captions yeah yeah um, so practicing writing, like with content creation is one of those things that is quantity over quality, um, yeah. that will help you get better. Yeah, I totally agree. I think just doing it and not expecting it to be perfect the first time, just getting it out and then going back and editing is really the best way to do it. And of course, you know, I still get in that I'm like looking at my blank page trying to write an Instagram caption and it just feels like too much <laughs> but um, yeah for some reason yeah using that and I, I don't you know I don't use it for everything but I do try to use it once a day um, and just write whatever I need to write and write then and it just feels so much easier for some reason to have a no a no judgment zone almost, even though, you know, I'm the only one judging myself when I'm writing, <laughs> but yeah. still, yeah, it's like, okay, right now we just write, we don't edit. We don't care about what it says. We just write. For some reason it's actually hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For a while I was like, I'm just going to record podcasts and they don't ever have to see the light of day, but it's so hard for me to get to it. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because, because I do that too. And I, I, I know that for me, I work, I need to have deadlines or someone keeping me accountable, even if it's just in my head. Um, I need to know that some, you know, creating something just for nothing is so hard to get to because it's always the last, the last, uh, thing on my to-do list <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of creating and creativity obviously your job is extremely creative I well like I can speak for myself for the longest time like I would read things like from the Enneagram um or like numerology it always says you are a creative pioneer I'm like what me um this is something I'm still trying to like get my head around. Like obviously everybody is creative. Um, not everybody thinks they're creative. Um, how do you personally cultivate that creativity? 
And how do you recommend other people to do so for themselves? What's your Enneagram? Eight. Oh, okay. Um, Eight and like my, are you really familiar with the Enneagram? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I think um, my other numbers are one and seven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I can see that. Okay. Can you elaborate? Because <laughs> I don't really know that much about Enneagram. Um. Well, I don't know. A t- I, I don't know a ton. I know about ones are really organized, very type A. Um, yeah, I look, I like can't, you know, can't go super in depth, but, <clears throat> and then I know the eight is like, you know, very strong willed, very passionate, uh, lots of, lots of, uh, opinions. Uh, <laughs> they feel very strongly about, <laughs> um, and seven is like really fun loving. They like to travel and be spontaneous and, um, yeah like super social extroverted uh those yeah I mean those are kind of just stereotypes obviously there's so much nuance to yeah humans are so complicated I know I do (laughs) like the Enneagram because of it does get really nuanced um I mean similar with human design but I don't know as much about that because there's it's so nuanced (laughs) so much um okay as you were talking about the type eight one and seven I'm like Oh, because I do feel so strongly about something. Um, I want, you know, my um my expression of it through copy or like through podcast to be super on point. And then uh-huh. I get in my head, am I like delivering this fully? Am I doing this justice? Even with like podcasting, when I have a guest, like obviously we're recording, but like when I put this together, um, I'm gonna record an intro like how amazing this person is and why people should listen and I'm like am I doing this person justice are they gonna like listen to this intro and be like wow this is all she said um the most stressful part yeah yeah definitely I mean I think that that is just kind of getting caught in a perfectionist cycle really because you're never I don't think it's possible to be perfect but we're always going to want to be better than we are. And that's not a bad thing because the only, but the only way we can get better is just by doing something. Yeah, like the repetition, the quantity, the 750worst.com. Yeah, exactly. Um, That is, that is my favorite. Um, Yeah, I think that, I, I don't know if I have any more advice than that. And I just need to take my own advice sometimes too, because- there's plenty of times where I, you know, don't want to do something because I don't feel like I can do it justice, but that's not worth it. Like we know that when we say it out loud, <laughs> that's not worth it. Yeah. Um, we were talking about cultivating creativity. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of my biggest, I mean, I'm, I've already said this, but I'm going to say it again, but those, but kind of doing that consistent creativity, whether that's writing daily, um, I used to have kind of a daily goal or habit of doing 15 minutes of creativity every day. And that could be anything. It could literally be going for a walk with nothing else and just thinking and just like, you know, because when you go for, if you go for a walk with no headphones, no nothing, you'll just like start thinking of ideas and things will start coming up. Um, And that is creativity right there. Um, Or, you know, getting out my sketch pad and doing a 
you know, like bad little sketch and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just like creating something for 15 minutes a day and, um, or, you know, gardening, that's creativity or, you know, making some food that wouldn't just be for nourishment. Oh, I do see you making like fancy dishes and baking things all the time on Instagram. I love, like baking is one of my favorite forms of creativity because yeah, then you get to eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This makes sense because back when I was working in public accounting, I was baking and cooking so much more. I'll get so excited about a recipe I found on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to like go to Whole Foods, buy all the things and create (laughs) it and then eat it. And these days I'm like, nah, like food is too much trouble. (laughs) That makes sense because I'm like creating other things. Yeah. You're using up all your creative energy and then there's not any left. And that happens to me too. I feel like I get so much more creative with food in the winter when I'm just inside more and it feels like there's oh more. Oh my God, like time. fall, like winter foods. So, so fun. I know. Even like yeah. fall and winter fashion. I'm so excited. <laughs> it is fully fall over here. I can see like, you know, green and or yellow and red trees. When I look out my window, it's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there's like more you can work with instead of yeah. just like summer clothing. Um, I know. No. <laughs> All right. So basically to summarize, for someone to cultivate their creativity is really just like giving yourself like that 15 minutes minimum, or you can obviously go for oh, longer yeah. to just yeah. like play, uh, cr- just like create something for, with like, without like attachment, how it's going to turn out. Um, practice, yeah. quantity, um, and also like know you are just going to be your harshest critic. Totally. Yeah. 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 And I guess um, I also, when you said that, yeah, it could be really just giving myself time and space. I am so much more creative. If you fill all your time with, I mean, you know, work or social media scrolling or, or even, you know, time with friends and family, which of course is important, but that just gets in the way of, creativity for sure it just distracts you instead of having that kind of open playful mind um yeah also another one I love doing is just like putting on a song and dancing for the period of the song that's creativity like that's uh that's so playful and freeing yeah when you mentioned social media that just fuck like I feel like it's so addicting to just like keep scrolling because there's just so much out there and there's the algorithm. My algorithm seems to think I like astrology memes, which are like actually really stupid ones. I don't like them, uh, but I look at them so I get even more of it. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but um, as people who are trying to like really create something, Instagram is like super dangerous because sometimes you have to decide, are you a creator or are you a consumer obviously we're always going to consume other people's stuff but like which role is more important to you because if you're always like just absorbing like you don't have that room or energy for creativity that's your own I've been thinking about that a lot this past season of life I guess just how much I consume and even you know, reading is consuming. I feel like there's so many things that you consume that you don't even think are consuming, but 
they're all getting in the way of creation, just like you said. And I think that that's a really important decision to make. <laughs> what, what are you going to choose? And and it's not like that always has to be perfect either. I feel like obviously we're always going to consume and sometimes it, you know, create creating is exhausting also mm. when sometimes your brain just needs a break. Yeah. I but also feel still- like, yeah. Um, with newer business owners, when you're like figuring yourself out as a human, as a business owner, as a creator, as like, you know, someone with a voice on social media, you kind of have to be okay with you are going to feel like you are sounding like somebody else or mm-hmm. is is definitely tempting to imitate somebody else that you admire. I feel like that is like part of the process in finding your own brand and brand voice. What do you I, think? I, I agree completely. I think that that's the case with everything. I mean, I think you take, you know, authors, let's say you were a fiction book author, of course, you're going to, you're going to emulate all the people you love. That is just a normal part of the process before you find your own voice. And I think that that is, you know, a very, yeah, very normal and perfectly fine. Just obviously don't plagiarize. Yeah. (laughs) But, But other than that, like take their format, use that word that they use all the time, like figure it out. Do you like it? Does it feel like you? Does it not feel like you? Like that's, that's part of the process, you know, integrate, you take this thing from this person and this thing from that person and try it out and see how it goes. And it's uh, like trying on different pants and see which one fits. Some you try yeah. it on and you're like, whoa, I can't even sit down. Yeah. And it's okay. And then that's kind of where the the quantity over quality comes in. Like you're not gonna, if you try to make everything perfect and only, only have the perfect things, um, you're never gonna learn really I I know I like the analogy heard this story of um like a pottery class where one half the class is told to make one perfect pot at the end of the class and the other class is told to make um a hundred pots and the the class the part of the class that make I I don't know if I'm getting this perfect but the part of the class that makes a hundred pots has a much better pot at the end than the part of the class that only made one pot the whole time and it's that that was supposed to be perfect yeah yeah yeah. I love that I love thinking about that when I'm like oh this isn't perfect okay that's the point okay I think that just like knowing that is going to just help me and you and everybody else be like okay quantity over quality when it comes to you know creating yeah 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 I think that that's the case in in pretty much any any type of creation really yeah most things (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so obviously, like what you do as a service provider is super helpful for business owners. Um, How do you know if it's the right time to hire a copywriter or to just kind of like, try it yourself? Yeah, I think that's great, because not everyone needs a copywriter. (laughs) Really? I don't, I don't think so. Um, Not if you really love writing for yourself and you get joy out of it and it's fun for you, you don't need to hire a copywriter. Um, I also think that, you know, it's also something that's, that's not necessarily accessible financially to every, you know, business that's just getting started. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you, 
you know, if it's worthwhile for you to do it by yourself, whether that's because you just love it or because you're not quite at the point where you're ready to hire someone, like those are perfectly great things. Um, like, like if you love it, you're the best person to be doing it for sure. Um, but if you're sitting there and you're at your desk and you have this empty page and you just cannot bring yourself to do it, um, and you're exhausted of trying to come up with the words and, and it feels like your, your time would be better spent doing something else. Or if you're putting it off for months and months and months, because your time is better spent, you know, serving your clients or doing these other things that you love to do and are good at, that is when it's time to hire someone. Um, because probably you're making enough money that it's worthwhile to pass that off and then, you know, be able to make more money. <laughs> off okay. The, yeah. Like stay in your zone of genius exactly. and like outsourcing. It's like, you wouldn't yeah. want to do all your admin work. So like, you know, you're just like wasting energy. You could be doing, you know, yeah. more value adding things, but like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I like that. Um, If you yeah, love not, writing, then you're yeah. the best person to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you dread it, then it's time to outsource if, you know, you can comfortably afford that. Okay. Yeah. I never want anyone to do it if they can't comfortably outsource. And also I think, yeah, just if, if you love it, you're definitely the the best person to be doing it. Um, So yeah, those are kind of my guidelines. And, and, and if I met someone with someone and they were like, I feel like I should hire a copywriter, but I just love doing it by myself. I'd be like, no, you shouldn't. You should keep doing it by yourself and let me know when you hate it because you might get to that point and then I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good point. So I'm curious, um, on top of just actually like providing ready for you to just use copywriting, do you teach people how to find their brand voice or like audit their work? So yeah. it's like, good. Yeah, I kind of have some, um, I guess, secret menu options <laughs> um, for copy audits. I love, I'll, I'll definitely do audits for people um, of what they've already written. Um, and I also w- could do kind of like, you know, hourly sessions where we're just brainstorming or kind of, you know, talking about these kinds of things or going through your brand voice, doing my questionnaires or exercises with people as kind of a... Um, I don't know, done with you copy. Like I'm helping you do it, but I'm not doing it for you. So, so those are kind of the offerings I have there. I think that someday I would love to teach more. Um, but right now I'm just really enjoying, you know, doing it, doing it for people, I guess. And also I do love kind of guiding people also for that kind of little bit, I guess. I love your offerings. Um, yeah, or looking over what you already have and either editing or, um, you know, figuring out how we can make it better. Yeah, because when I see people's content, sometimes it's like, oh, because they know so much of the topic they're talking about and what they're offering, there's like a disconnect with their audience. So that audit is definitely going to be very yeah. helpful. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. That happens all the time. You just are a little bit too close to it. I feel so inspired to create after talking to you, like, honestly, um, because sometimes I stop myself. I'm like, oh, maybe like another day, right? Um, Okay, I feel really inspired to make it part of my routine, maybe not every day, but definitely a few times a week. Um, I feel like, yeah, 
people should let go of the whole label like either you're creative or you're not sometimes we're like oh like if my job is an accountant then I'm not creative um but everybody is creative and it comes with practice um okay I'm sure um a lot of business owners who are listening to this want to learn more from you how can people find you so yeah my instagram is alana Fay creative um, and my website is alananewman.com. Those are probably the best ways to find me and uh, figure out what I'm doing next. My website is in under construction, kind of. I mean, there it's it's up. Everything's there. I'm just working on a new services page because I'm bringing in some kind of new revised offers. Um, I'm moving to kind of a VIP week style uh, project work. So I will just work with one client at a time. Um, during a week-long chunk, uh, which is awesome for me because I don't have to bounce between projects and awesome for the client because they get 100% of my energy and attention during that one week. Um, so I'm kind of working on a sales page for that right now. So that's not quite up yet. But other other than that, that's coming soon. I'm going to be start, I'm, I'm starting to uh, book people for the new year for that. So okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, book early because this girl is busy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much. This has been so fun and inspiring. Uh, thank you, Sandy. This was awesome. Um, and you'll have to let me know how your creativity practices go. Yeah, definitely. I kid you not, 750 words is actually a lot of fun. I was surprised. I made it a point to give it a go this week for every single day. And well, I started Monday, today's Thursday, so I did four days in a row. It is crazy because I started off thinking I don't even know what to write. And that's literally what I wrote. And things just kept flowing in. And I will tell you, as someone who needs to create course content, share message, share content via email, social media, via podcast. Like I definitely was overthinking the creation process way too much. That is sucked a lot of the fun out of it. I mean, I'm still having fun, but I definitely wasted a lot of energy just like worrying, re-recording, rewriting, like perfecting things. Not that they ever became perfect. But I am excited to practice the 750 words further because a lot of the ideas I have been marinating in my brain actually just came out and I liked the way the words sounded. It sounded like me. It felt effortless. So I'm excited to keep this practice going and really strengthen that creativity muscle. And most importantly, have fun creating. Because life is too short, you know? Remember to connect with Ilana if you like what she had to say. And let us know what you think of this episode. Hopefully this was inspiring and helpful for you. And I will talk to you in the next episode.